The presenting sponsor for On Education is Classcraft. We're excited to announce Classcraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 1 are ready for you and your students to play today, and it's completely free. To learn more about Classcraft and the new story mode, simply visit classcraft.com slash oneducation. Just have a spinny <laughs> wheel there. I had to control, delete my head. Welcome to the greatest podcast on the internet, bar none, uh, with your at least lukewarm takes. This is Digger to Ditch It. And we're here with our BFF, Mr. Noah Geisel, looking dapper tonight. With the bow tie, love it. You look fantastic, my friend. How you doing? Looking good, feeling good. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Doing great, great. I know it is Happy New Year. Man. Yes, I guess, yeah. We we did see each other in Florida, though, so... Yes. Um, but Happy New Year on, on Dig It or Ditch It. We're the first Dig It or Ditch It of 2020. Um, of the decade. Of Woo. the decade. Whoa. So it's going to... We're going to we're gonna have to bring it... <laughs> So so tell us how it works, Noah. The way it works, listeners, is I am going to throw out a series of topics after which I, we will ask our host, Glenn and Mike, whether they are digging or ditching, and then have them elaborate on it. Glenn will jump right in with a hot take. Mike will give a lukewarm <laughs> take and then contradict himself and try and have it both ways. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Sounds like every episode we've, we've we've done so figured, far. We've got this figured out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of fun, and uh, listeners, if you're sitting there thinking, where do they come up with these topics I could do better, by all means, do better. Tweet at us, email us, let us know what topics you want, and we will get them uh, in the show on a future Dig It or Ditch It segment. Right on. Shall we begin? <laughs> <laughs> I respond really well to direction, and as in direction, sure. I kind of just have a spinny wheel there. I had to control, delete my head. So oh, let's, uh, do, let's do it. So th this is the first uh, dig it or ditch it of the year, and so I thought, you know, and as well as the decade, I thought we might kind of jump in with that kind of theme. And so, in that sort of uh, spirit. End of year best of articles. Dig mm. it or ditch it. Oh. I it dig it. I mean I mean mainly because we had Audrey Waters on just last week. People should go listen because it's definitely awesome. Uh who did a actually a worst of the hundred worst ed tech debacles of the twenty tens was her was her article. Mm -hmm. Uh such a good article. I didn't agree with everything on it. I don't think we have to. Um, uh, you know, and there were some things I really disagreed with her about. Um, but I thought it was a really good read. She was a fabulous writer. Um, and I en I enjoy kind of best of lists. I, I like lists. Lists are kind of fun. They're 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 good diversions and so I, I, I'll I'll dig this. I'll dig this. I'm gonna dig it also, but it's just because I feel like that is the current market of any kind of 
journalistic endeavor is mm. what Mike just finished describing, which is people want to be able to consume things in an easily consumable fashion. So mm. having the end of year, best blah, 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 or the top five of whatever the hell you're talking about, people love that stuff and they will actually uh, take it in. So if you, for mm. you, even you look at uh, whether it be a podcast or articles, blog posts, or even YouTube, it's filled with these kind of things as far as the end of the year um, type of lists and you should get this and let's celebrate this and let's talk about this uh, the uh, awards that should be received and so on and so forth so I think that's where we're at and I don't see that actually trending any in any different direction. I'm with you guys on both of those points. I'm hardcore digging uh, end of the year best of articles. You know I'm not necessarily a giant fan of listicle style stuff that, that Glenn was describing but I do think that in the case of year end things it tends to take folks as writers in a direction of reflection, which mm. I think is really great. Good point. Um, and honestly, one, one of my best uh, best of art <laughs> lists is uh, 538.com every year. does a uh, our best articles we wish we would have written. Yes, it's a great mm. article every year. And I, I just love that. Yeah. The, the humility of just, you know, we're professional journalists and here's a bunch of articles we didn't mm-hmm. write. That we wish we did. Totally, and I, I love those. I thought the the New York Times did some just amazing end of year and end of decade best of stuff, uh, kind of decade in review. And I will also reiterate what Mike said uh, about the Audrey Waters episode. I, I highly recommend everybody listen to it. Audrey Waters is, and there's a reason she's one of the more influential voices in higher ed um, and just education in general, ed tech, and uh, she does not hold punch. She is fearless, and it was a really great interview. And and uh, speaking of fearless, Mike, your your willingness to disagree with Audrey in front of Audrey is is pretty admirable. <laughs> I'm digging it. Um, I don't have those guts. I actually <laughs> wanted to to plug another one too. Now that we're we're talking, calling out a couple. Carl Hooker does an article every year, a blog post every year, where he kind of makes he calls it his bold predictions uh, and then uh, the the year the next year he'll like reflect on the predictions from the year previous and then make make some new ones and it's always a really good read, it's entertaining um, and it's a lot of fun uh, a lot of fun to to, to read um, so so that's a that's a good one for education as well as Carl's Carl's blog post every year, the, the bold predictions, it's, it's a lot of fun yeah, Nostra Carl. That's right. <laughs> With the Nostradamus uh, stuff there. You know, I, one of my personal ones that I always think about where I completely just was way off, but I think in the long run I'm going to be uh, up there is uh, I predicted in 2017 that that year's NFL season you would be able to go to the stadium mm-hmm. and from your seat wearing a pair of uh, AR lenses you would be able to see the first down marker oh, the little going across the screen. I was wrong about that, but I, I'm going to put it out there again. I think 2021 season. Oh, it's coming at fi- some point. The, when 5G rolls out, I think uh, that's going to go on. But we've idea. gotten way off topic. Yeah. We are going to go, you know, as we just cancel that statement, next up, guys, cancel culture. Dig it or dig it. Dig it or ditch it. <laughs> Basically, the concept of, like, canceling a person. Right, Noah? That's what we're talking. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I'm... What I'm, what I'm uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. so for folks who do yeah, not know about the cancel yep. culture, it is all about, you know, the, this hot take reaction or something. And, you know, this person is dead to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, they are canceled. We are over them and they need to go away. Yeah, it's super destructive. 
but so is a lot of other things on social media. So am I digging it? I would definitely ditch it. But I again, it's one of those things where I don't actually see us moving. The trend is not moving away from those kinds of things. Uh, unfortunately, that kind of hot, super freaking hot take gathers momentum. Um, it's also a cultural thing, too, I would say. It's a, it's a way to be able to go in and quickly be able to dismiss someone or something or some idea and then just basically... Uh, make them you know, literally disappear, whether it be with followers or whatever else it might be. Um, it's really negative, uh, but I just don't see us as a society moving in a different direction. I still see people living in that space. So um, I'm definitely ditching it, but I, I, I don't see 2020 as the year where we start you know, trending in a different direction. I struggle with cancel culture. I, I get why people get um, shunned or um, canceled, for lack of more eloquent words. Um, and as a someone who speaks from the pretty far left, even for Can- a Canadian, I'm pretty far left, um, it means I have some pretty strong left positions on a lot of things. And um, it's not, I, I find that a lot of my peers on that that far left side are are part of the 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 proponents of this um in particular and i so i struggle with that because i i don't want to be that person and i'm like a pretty strong like i'm a bernie sanders supporter i would support elizabeth warren as well you know but you you have to get things done and in order to get things done, you sometimes have to work with people you don't agree with every little piece of their lives with. Like this Joe Rogan thing with Bernie Sanders that's come up last week is a classic example where Joe Rogan is not a model person. And he, he hasn't done, uh, you know, by no means anyways, um, uh, he's done some pretty crappy things. Uh, and said some pretty crazy things in his career. Um, but he endorsed Bernie Sanders, and now people are losing their minds over it. I, sh- I struggle with it. I- I'm going to ditch it because I think it's the bad way to handle people you disagree with, to shut them out and, and close off your mind to them entirely. I am, I am me personally, am pretty comfortable with disagreeing with people and then just letting those disagreements stand. Be- be- um, yeah. And 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 not subscribing to them. I'm very good at rejecting premises. Uh, it's 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 a it's a fun talent I have. I don't have to I don't have to agree with people to have discussions and heated discussions even. Um, so so I'm ditching cancel culture because I think it's the worst possible way to actually change minds and engage in dialogue. I, I just want to make sure that I add this to Noah. I've seen that cancel culture in our youth, specifically, let's say, in our high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, they've adopted that as something that they might do to their former friend or somebody else like that. And that's – I know Mike has taken mm-hmm. it to this political end, but they, they've basically – by they, I mean – some specific students and, and throughout the United States, at least it's become very popular to do where they 
basically cancel you, which is, means that you're going to shut them out. And that means shut them out out of social media, you know, those circles. Um, and then also physically shut them out as far as in real life, you know, in the school setting or those kinds of things. And that's is part, you know, obviously it's, it's another aspect of bullying culture and so many other mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. things, but it's being modeled by a whole bunch of other people, you know, that they see as far as, uh, you know, whether it be celebrities or whoever else it might be, or politicians, as Mike is describing, or even their own uh, families, you know, f- uh, parents and those kinds of things. Because I think that my generation uh, is horrible on social media. I would say, as far as the behaviors that I see on Facebook, uh, for example, where basically it's people like me I'm, that live on Facebook, it's like 40-year-old people and older <laughs> that are living there and the behaviors that are happening, the interactions are really gross. And really, we are, those are, we're modeling those gross behaviors to our youth. And you can tell some of the things that happen at school, really devastating Um and so that's that's what part as that's the part that I actually do see, and unfortunately, like I said, I don't see us trending away from that, you know, as a as a society. Mm. You know, and something that you hit on there, Glenn, that, that I want to reiterate is I, I feel like there's oftentimes with the kids these days, um, kind of mentality, a, a lack of recognition of kind of a false nostalgia. You know that this is the problem is. Uh, the problem with online discourse is not, you know, did not start with today's 13 to 18 year olds. Yeah. And it's definitely not limited to today's no. 13 to 18 year olds. I'm, I'm glad you touched on that. You know, I, for me personally, I'm with you guys. I am a hardcore ditch on cancel culture. Um, for me, especially with educators to stick with your kind of theme, Glenn, of, you know, in the teaching and learning space. It's really troubling for me to see educators who, you know, wittingly or unwittingly subscribing to cancel culture because for me at least it flies in the face of the whole idea of teachable moments. Mm-hmm. Right? That that you know what? Yeah, we are human, we mess up, and we're not gonna cancel you, we're gonna help learn you. And, um, you know, I, I think that I have a difficult time seeing those two things peacefully coexisting and, and I'll take teachable moments over cancel culture any day and quick hat tip to the, um, T O O two dope teachers, uh, podcast, Twitter handle for, uh, tweeting out something that gave me the idea for that dig it or ditch question. On education is brought to you by fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education. Fellas, last one. Of uh, this dig it or dig it, dig it or ditch it segment is, you know, as we get into a new year, one of the things that people do in addition to resolutions uh, that's gotten really mm. popular in the education spaces over the last couple of years is a one word proclamation. Um, so along those lines, two part question, one word proclamations, dig it or ditch it. And regardless of if you're digging it or ditching it, do you have a one word? And so what it is, what is it? Do you want me to go first, Mike? <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> okay. Did you you weren't strong... expecting that answer. You were that hoping a... I would say no. That was a strong is, sure. Is Mike canceling one word? <laughs> um, I'm actually going to ditch it, Noah. Uh, though I can see, like, I've actually read a ton of them from other people, and I would say they're fantastic how they've yeah. actually put that together. I mean, yeah. for them, like what they've actually done. You know what, though, it makes me think of, though, and and I can't help but do this, is, you know that whole thing where we talk about how what you are like on social media and, uh, you know, the, the perceptions that you give out and you're living this greatest life and I'm going to, my goals are this freaking super amazing, you know, thing. I'm going to live up to this one standard or whatever it might be. And in reality, it's like, that's not really... <laughs> It's such unrealistic expect or goal setting, and it mm. throws that kind of all on all of us. And by all of us, I mean anybody, one of us that actually do interact as far as on Twitter or whatever my else it might be. And I read these, and I'm like, "Holy crap! I can't actually compete with that." If I put one of those one word things, it would be like so crappy. Uh, first of all, I'm not that good of a writer. Number two, I don't. I my my lofty expectation, you know, my thing is really just to try to be positive, you know, mm. thing as best I can and wake up in the morning and don't be an ass, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> those don't fit into these nice one-word uh, uh, proclamations, but I I would definitely ditch that. And the reason why is because of what I'm talking about here. It just doesn't feel real. <laughs> it feels mm. like it is so well thought out and packaged and freaking tight. I mean, like even the the reflection and the goal setting, whatever it might be, that it's like the rest of us are like, uh, by the rest of us, I feel like me specifically, I'm like, uh, I can't live up to that thing. And so I'm not even going to do one. But then you also kind of go like, am I not living the best my best life? <laughs> you know, or what? You know, or am I actually that You have way too many words in your life, yeah, Gwen. Yeah, <laughs> and, am I not, and am I not, you know, whatever that one word is, I'm one. just like, oh, gosh. That's such a good one. I never can live up to that. You know, I can't. I can't compete with that. So, and for that reason, I mean, whatever that lofty explanation, the long explanation there, I would definitely ditch it. Though, if you and have Glenn, one clarifying question, are yeah. you di- are you ditching the the right the blog post about your one word, or are you ditching the notion of having a one word? Just the the uh, even the notion of it, mm-hmm. I would ditch it. Either of the two. I mean, the follow-up blog post that goes with it, like I'm telling you right now, the ones that I have read and those people that are out there that I have done them, I 100% respect you and what you've done because you have crafted these amazing pieces of uh, prose. And there's a whole bunch of us, like me, I think, there's a more like people like me too where we're like, eh, I can't actually compete with that. Whatever I write is not going to be on that level. And and it, it sometimes it just doesn't feel ultimately sincere it's too high lofty of whatever else it might be it doesn't feel like what it is to just live a life of you know in this case an educator or whatever might be in this education space um and maybe i'm being negative about it whatever might be but i I mean that's why i would say i would ditch that specifically you know as far as the thing the concept of it um though i mean again i'm not trying to burn anybody that's actually has done that (laughs) I'm 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 playing a mic here. I'm pulling back on the <laughs> seriously. That was, that was a very that was a very Mr. Washburn uh, 
<laughs> ditch there. Love it. Mike, where, where are you on this? I mean, why say one word when you can say ten, I guess? <laughs> um, listen, it goes without saying that I'm not a person of one word um, things very often. I... I I don't have a I don't have a one word. I don't I thought about it a little bit. I thought and I can write and I probably could have written something nice, but I think like actually I will agree with Glenn if I wrote something it would have been a little contrived. Totally. I'll admit to that, which is actually why I didn't do it. Um I have a lot of goals for 2020. You guys actually are two people that I talk to you know, at least on a weekly basis, and Glenn, I talk to virtually every day. You two would know a lot of my goals more than almost anybody, and I have a lot of them. But you know, I don't think that one word is for those. And hmm. um, I will also say that I'm actually digging it, though, in the sense that. I've enjoyed reading other people's reflections. I've enjoyed it. I've really, I've read them. I've, I've thought about them. They've made me think about what my one word might have been if, if I was doing it. And I think one of the things that I, I've, I've actually like talked to a couple people about, you know, what they're doing as it relates to what they wrote about their one word, um, which has been exciting and opened up some interesting conversations about working together and collaborating on some things because you know um one of the great things about being me right now is that i'm doing a lot of interesting work with a lot of interesting people and it so it gives me the opportunity to say hey i saw this and i think what you've been talking about here is super interesting and maybe it's something that we can work together on um and so it's opening up opportunities. And listen, if one word works for you, then please run with it. Um, do it, use it, embrace it. Um, hopefully it becomes your fuel for your whatever you're passionate about. Um, I don't have a problem with people taking one word and using that as their motivation and their driver for whatever success they want to have in, in the year. And... Um, uh, who who the hell am I to stop you from from owning a word and 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 running with it? So I'm I'm dig I'm I'll, I'll dig the one word. Wow, I, I, this is our first segment, uh, first time in the segment where there's a split in, in the camps here. And Mike, I'm going to join you. I am digging uh, one word proclamations. I really, whether they're written or not, I I just think that they can can serve such a um, valuable purpose for people, both in, you know, putting something out into the world that can, you know, be a, want, you know, a spark plug for other people's own reflection and inspiration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also, you know, it, it's really hard with, you know, those of us who are taking on, you know, way too many things, you know, just maintaining focus and, you know, they, we, we in grad school learn how to write SMART goals, but nobody's doing SMART goals, right? And, and, and just a one word can, for some people, be something that's really, you know, attainable, going back to that SMART 
word, smart goal word is, you know, that it gives you this attainable kind of metric to always, or beacon, if you will, to kind of just always turn to and say, you know, am I being true to this word, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a quick snap kind of check that we can put in there for ourselves. I just think that it does zero harm in the world mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. there's vast true. potential for good that comes from it. Um you know, if the worst thing that happens is, you know, a little bit of tension seeking behavior that's totally, you know, contrived, like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that as far as social ills that we have to put up with in this world. Yeah, totally. Oh, and my one word is recognition. Hmm. Oh. See, that's. And a, I have not written in, about it. In what way? It's a lovely word. <laughs> no. it, you know, that that is a good word, though. And, you know, when you say it, when you make it. When you say it out loud, especially to other people, like I instantly thought about how am I doing that myself? Like it instantly made me reflective, which which is why I've enjoyed reading other people's one words. It's like, am I acknowledging people's contributions enough in my life? Am I acknowledging, for example, you two who, you know, are are great to me and, and do a lot of um, uh, great work building me up and encouraging me and working with me, which is always a shocker to me all the time. Uh, so, you know, one words are great, man. I feel better already. Just thinking about your one word. (laughs) I'm thinking about it a lot. It's been, uh, it's really been something that's been consuming a lot of my thinking over the last several months. And just that the kind of ways that we can, you know, remind ourselves to, you know, hold on to that as a value and also just all these different ways that I'm noticing that just in ways that I would have never thought about it are recognition. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, in my world of digital badge credentials at the end of the day, a credential is a recognition, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? That, um, you know, flashing your lights at somebody instead of honking your horn at them, you know, because they're on their phone and haven't gone on a green light. Like, that's you know a choice that we have on how to recognize mm-hmm. you know that moment um and just to, just uh, the more i think about it and keep a lookout for it the more i just notice recognition being at the heart of a lot of what we're seeing in our world and i think that there's a lot of times where it's not necessarily intentional at least in that regard and uh so that that's just a big focus of mine this year awesome so there it is. There is our monthly dose of semi-serious nonsense. Uh, this like was it. this was a fantastic discussion. But before we go, we actually have to talk about something. Noah Geisel, mm-hmm. tell us about Hot for Teacher. Hot for Teacher. Yeah, so we're going to keep it uh, appropriate. Uh, we're not going to exceed the Mike Washburn uh, the rating. I don't want to change the rating that, level. That Mike has set up for the on education listeners. No, Hot for Teacher uh, is a stage show that uh, are the 10th show. The three-year anniversary show is actually coming up next week. And it's something that was born out of actually one of Matt Miller's Ditch Summits, the very first Ditch Summit. Uh, he had me do a, to- a talk. And my, my topic was don't get ready, get started. And it blew up in a way that I was totally not prepared for and kind of lit a fire under me to say, well, I, I probably should walk my talk and start something new without just getting ready and just launching it. And in thinking about it, so I went into my Google Doc called Ideas and just tried to find something that I thought I had bandwidth to add to my 
um, already overflowing uh, plate of commitments. And I saw, oh, hot for teacher. And so the the idea was sort of like if folks have listened to the Moth podcast or Mortified, that stories on stage only in hot for teacher, all the storytellers are educators or former educators. And the stories, um, a lot of them are funny. Um, we, 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 you know, we won't rule out tear jerkers either, though. Um, they are told in a 21 and up environment. They will definitely uh, carry an explicit rating on the uh, iTunes store <laughs> when they come out. But so, so yeah, this will be the 10th show coming up next week. I'm sitting on a bunch of audio. Mm. As soon as uh, it gets edited, we're going to start releasing uh, these stories as, as podcast episodes. Uh, people can check out hotforteacherpodcast.com. It'll redirect for the time being to the Facebook group where you can you know, click like and and be some of the first to know when, when it comes out. And if you're you know nice and reach out and ask me for it, I'll send you a really cool sticker. Mm. Yes. <laughs> there it- there it is, friends. Stay stay tuned. Hot for teacher, I, the podcast, and listen. If you follow and Noah Geisel, uh, live as well. Can I plug Bad yeah, Summit? Do it. Registration sure. for Bad Summit is live. Oh wow! Bad Summit. Um, yeah, Bad Summit is happening day before ISTE, June twenty seventh in uh, California, Costa Mesa. Thanks in advance to the Orange County Department of Education is hosting us. Mm. Uh, we've got Adelia Young giving the keynote. Some amazing stuff. Uh, folks are starting to hear about. AI and machine learning. We're going to have an awesome panel, um, including data scientists and people doing really cool stuff on blockchain technology around just the ethics of AI through the lens and and machine learning through the lens of credentialing. It's going to be a really awesome conference. Heck yeah. Uh, Thebadsummit.com. And definitely encourage y'all to join us and, and submit a proposal. Hopefully we can do a dig it or ditch it live. That's that's Noah. Noah will be busy, you know, yes. running a conference, uh, which <laughs> we can probably not get. Wiping up orange juice spills and uh, <laughs> yeah, wondering where where's Glenn? He didn't show up. He signed up for a session. Where is he? Maybe oh. we'll have uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find time to do a live recording we'll, as well. Awesome. If not, I'll, I'll at least find, funnel you a, a much better guest than me. How's that? <laughs> so we will we'll be there and it'll be awesome. I a badge summit uh, is great. Fantastic. We've enjoyed we love it. We've enjoyed it every year we've done it. So um, there it is. Dig it or ditch it, friends. Noah Geisel, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks, listeners. And thanks in advance to the people who send us some really way better topics for dig it or ditch it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. Want to support on education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them.
Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.